Welcome to the Be the Adult podcast. Be the Adult is a nonprofit organization that provides blueprints for calm and effective parenting so that children can grow into their best selves. Because ultimately, we aren't raising children, we are raising little people who will one day be adults. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, depending on what time you're listening. Welcome to the is it the first? It is. It's the first episode of season two. Yeah. Right, Nancy? Absolutely. I, for, I, just, I just made that connection because I, I, we've been doing some podcasts and banking some interviews. We're doing the Spanish podcast now. I have a, a podcast I do for work, so I'm sort of um, on many different timelines. <laughs> so welcome. Welcome to season two. I'm excited to... Um, get back at it and discuss Be the Adult and the concepts from, from Be the Adult. Yes, we are going to dig deeper into our 15 concepts from season one and from our book. And I've, uh, I know I did that sometimes more than others during season one, but now, now I have official permission to dive deeper into these topics. So I'm excited. Yeah, we're going to invite guests and <clears throat> I think our, thought process is we are just the concepts can appear to be so simple if you just read them but putting them into practice I think we've discussed um, can be depending on you know a person's personal history their strengths their weaknesses some are easier to put in practice and others can be you know a (laughs) a lifetime opportunity for growth is the kind way I like to say it um, so we're excited because we're going to focus on the concepts and try to look at it from a lot of different perspectives and offer the audience tools to use. So what, so this topic, this stay is stay calm. calm. Yes. Yeah. You want to tell us, you want to remind us why this is so important? Sure. <laughs> um, I laugh because I could answer that for the next 52 years and <laughs> why this is important especially now um, you know, what's going on in the world. Um, and it's always crucial, always important to um, do everything we can to take good care of ourselves um, physically and emotionally. And especially now during um, all of the challenges that the world is presenting to our psychological and physiological well-being. Um, And really, if we think about staying true to be the adult, uh, we're modeling for our children every moment. And that's one of the things that makes parenting especially challenging. So um, it's important to teach them how to stay calm. So they're able to respond in life to us, to their friends, school as they grow into um, more adult beings to the rest of of the world. And so um, an important part of that learning is to um, gain awareness of the tools and techniques that can help us do that. Um, And we need to look at, or first I'd say be aware of, we've talked in the first season about being dysregulated, but um, we need to get grounded. There's so many words we can use for self-regulation, grounded, centered, balanced, um, regulated, to be able to 
be in our zone to be able to respond um, to ourselves, to our children, and, and to everyone else. And what gets in the way of that is when we feel threatened. And we've talked at, at length about um, our perception is what matters. We, some of us perceive something as a threat and others don't. Our child in the moment could perceive having to get off of their screens as a threat in the moment and then react accordingly from their fight or flight state. And so, and we could obviously not see that as a, a threat. And so it's really important to be more aware of ourselves and then aware of when we're leaving our zone of um, self-regulation, of being calm, centered, balanced, grounded. So we can use the tools, some of which we've talked about and others we're gonna get today to get ourselves back to that space. Um, and we've talked in the season one about um, the process of taking some deep breaths after we have the awareness that we're dysregulated, counting, picturing our happy place, right? Our calm place. Um, and I, I think I said breathing. If I didn't, it's so important. I'll say it again. And then um, getting ourselves centered, regulated to be able to, to respond. And our guest today, who Marisol is going to introduce in a moment, I'm just super excited to have her on. Um, she's going to talk a lot about um, meditation. And I just want to remind everyone how um, meditation is um, centuries old, I believe that's right. Um, technique that is now excitingly validated scientifically to be an antidote to fight or flight, to that space that causes us to react, right? And it helps us restore balance and be able to respond. And um, one of the gurus I follow, James Gordon, who's a trauma expert, really talks about meditation being the antidote or one of the antidotes to trauma. And so I am super excited and I will, um, I want to give enough time to our guest to speak. So Marisol, would you um, do the honors of introducing our guest? It would be a pleasure. Um, it won't sound as formal as other guests because I know her <laughs> and I'm excited to have her on and I'm excited to talk about the topic of meditation. So with no further ado, and I am excited because I'm reading what I'm about to say and I did not know she was a reverend. <laughs> so, so I wanna like ask her a million questions right now. But we have the Reverend Dr. Megan Magpie Rose, a pharma D with a, a bachelor's in metaphysics. She's a RYT 200 yoga instructor. Um, one of my favorite people. I just enjoy being in her company. She, I've known her, I met her through Be the Adult and um, our paths cross uh, in the yoga community sometimes and I'm super excited. So welcome, Megan. Thank you so much, um, Nancy and Marisol. I'm so excited to be here this morning and so grateful for you all having me. Welcome. Welcome. What a great way to start the day. Yeah. <laughs> um, so can you tell us uh, what staying calm means to you, if you would? 
Sure, happy to. Um, so staying calm to me um, means being centered. So being in our in our bodies uh, in a place that is centered for us. And you know, I feel like we either come from a place of love or we come from a place of fear. And so when we're calm, we're tapping into that that heart center and coming from a place of love. So coming from a place, so if I picture this contact boundary with our children or our partner or friend or parent, and it's it's that point at which we meet, is that? Um, Absolutely. I think that, you know, we can choose how we want to show up in a moment um, with our with our loved ones. And if we're reacting um, because we're triggered in that moment, then we're potentially coming from a place of fear. And to take that moment to really identify what it is that we're feeling while we're triggered, taking that big deep breath <laughs> to make sure that we are going to be able to respond in a way that is productive um, and effective in the moment takes tapping into that center, into that heart and, and truly coming from a place of love. Mm. I'm smiling huge. And I'm thinking about not only the beautiful benefits this would have for us in the moment as parents and people, obviously, but also what we're modeling for our children, because that's how we want them to interact with us. We spend so much time and effort trying to help them make contact with us from that loving place. Um, so how beautiful, what a win-win for everybody. Right. And I think that really sets the, the foundation for that trust and communication, because we want our children to feel safe when they're with us and safe to be able to talk to us about whatever it is that's going on um, in their, their lives. And so if we're not coming from a centered, calm place, then they feel unsafe. And it's like, Ooh, do I tell mom and dad this or should I not? Or should I tell them this little bit and not that little bit? Um, I really don't feel comfortable sharing what it is that I'm feeling in this moment because I'm afraid of how mom and dad or guardian are, are going to react. Mm -hmm. And so then, then you're both coming from a place of fear, which is just going to sort of implode. Absolutely. And oh, go ahead. It's not a good place to be. <laughs> let me, no. let me, because um, we're going to, I'm going to ask you specifically some techniques that our audience use. Um, but before we talk about meditation specifically, I kind of want to give our audience, I, I just want to do like a reach out to the audience because I know I've heard this, Megan, I'm sure you've heard this, the phrase, I can't meditate. Like it's just not possible for me. I can't sit down. Sure. My thing. I mean, it's something that, um, for eight years, I've, I've heard, and I want to just tell the audience, I was that person. I was the person 
who was like, there's no way I can do this. <laughs> I sit down. There's no way I can get my mind to stop, um, you know, with my to-do list. And it, you know, and Nancy has heard me say this. I think I said it many times in season one. It's one of the greatest gifts I've ever given myself was this practice, which is a practice. I'm not a monk and I'm not an expert, um, <laughs> but it's something that I offer to people all the time. Um, so I'm excited to talk about meditation and I want to ask you, how did you, how did you find meditation as a practice? Um, you know, I remember actually <laughs> as a, as a child, there was some commercial on television where someone was sitting in lotus posture and, you know, they had their hands um, in this specific way and they were just sitting there with their eyes closed breathing. And I, I remember I saw it. I thought, what is that? What is that person? <laughs> what are they doing? So then I would just, I would just do it. Um, not even having any idea um, what I was doing or trying to do, <laughs> um, no clue whatsoever. And then I think as, as an adult, um, you know, as those different stressors begin to come into our lives and we in, in uh, relationships with others and having children and work, and there's all these different stressors in our lives that, you know, we, we don't feel in the same way as, as, as children. And, um, I actually started um, meditating probably in my in my yoga practice, you know, so just at the end of class when you lay there um, in Savasana in corpse pose, you know, that those moments of silence. And, you know, depending on the class, it might have lasted for a minute or it might have lasted for for 10 minutes. But just just having those moments of of silence to be, to be peaceful. And, um, you know, then I thought, you know what, I really like how this feels. So I'm, I'm going to find out more about it. And, um, at the time I probably, um, D uh, Deepak Chopra and Oprah Winfrey always do these, um, 21 day meditation challenges. So I started there. Um, and so that, you know, the 21 days, once you do something for 21 days, you practice, it becomes a habit. Um, so that kind of got me started. It was nice to have someone guide you through that practice. Um, and, and I would say, you know, for others it, who are just beginning their practice, really the first step is just connecting to your breath. So and any amount of time is beneficial. So if, if you can close your eyes and just focus on your inhale and exhale for 30 seconds, um, even, you know, just that moment can create benefit for your mind and your body and your spirit. And, you know, as you practice, what you'll find is 30 seconds becomes a minute. And then maybe a minute becomes two minutes and then two minutes becomes five. Um, and, and building on that time that you're able to just stay calm and um, focused. Oh, and you, you mentioned uh, Deepak and I think something 
um, worth mentioning is there's, I don't even know how many modalities of meditation there are. Um, I've studied a few, you've studied a few, but I always tell people who are starting to the practice, uh, just like you start with your breath. It's, it's, it's there. It's available to us at any given moment. It's a wonderful tool to learn. And then people who like to, who want to experience more, I, I say, you know, especially in the age of technology, do some research because people will find the meditation practice that, that works for them. You know, like Nancy, I kind of jokingly always tell you that you're running <laughs> is your meditation. Mm-hmm. Um, right. Absolutely. Yeah. If you look at the science, it's also, you know, and I'm not, I'm not going to do it justice. So go look at the science, <laughs> but it's a, it's a, your brain waves get into certain um, levels and, you know, that you can, there's, it's exciting. It's an exciting, I'm, I feel like Megan, you and I, we can geek out on this because we started <laughs> when it wasn't, you know, now there's science behind that. It's much more normalized to go to a yoga studio, all these things. But for a while there, <laughs> you know, it was not, you were seen as a little, uh, um, different to seek breathing as a first remedy for. (laughs) So uh, I just wanted to interrupt and say that because there's a lot, there's a lot of modalities and and you could speak to to some of that, right? Yeah. I mean, absolutely. I mean, meditation can occur in, in, in many ways. So some people sit to meditate. Some people lie down to meditate. Some people do walking meditations, um, some people do music meditations or art meditations. So really it's, it's just about whatever brings you that sense of peace and calm and being centered um, that allows you to let go of that constant tape that is playing in your head and all the thoughts and, and, really just trying to find and settle into this, the space in between those thoughts and then learning how to increase the space in between those thoughts. So the word that keeps coming to my head as I'm listening to you is connection. So that part of being calm, being able to be calm is staying connected to myself. And then is it true, right? If I can stay connected to myself, then I have a better chance of being able to connect from that heart center that you were talking about with my child. Is that is that a way, good way to kind of summarize what I'm hearing? That is a beautiful way um, to say it because you're you're present and you're in the moment and you're you're focused and you're in like it's um you're in this very <laughs> moment which i know sounds <sighs> odd to repeat as a different fact but it, it is it's like you're th- because we use words like grounded you know often when we speak and you know there's a, a meditation technique specific there's many um but there's mm-hmm. one specific to grounding where you actually sit outside and ground um, yeah earthing uh, yeah earthing. Um, and there's now science behind that, how it, mm-hmm. you know, um, so it's a fascinating topic and it's one that, you know, we could probably do, uh, you know, a, Megan and I could go off and do 
<laughs> whole podcast on because there's a lot of modalities. But uh, to your point, Nancy, what I have found for my, and I'm speaking for myself, um, meditation, it not only connects me to myself, but um, it does, it has connected me to trauma. And let, give me a minute to explain. Because, um, you, you know, in therapy, I can um, talk about my trauma and, and uh, become aware of my trauma. But something that I think I needed to heal or work on my healing was meditation because um, with practice, with, with time, I could then sit with the emotions from traumas that happened that I, <laughs> I didn't even remember or cared to discuss. But the, it was like in my body. It was, it was um, that energy was still there. And it was through meditation um, that I could let it go. If that makes sense, I, I don't know if that makes any sense, but for me, it was like the next step in my, my process was integrating awareness with a release. And that came from me, it came uh, with meditation. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it, there's, so, and I think that's kind of a part of what scares people about meditation is because all that stuff comes up, right? Because you're sitting in, in with yourself, right? And you're tapping in. And so all your fears, all your trauma, the things that you're dealing with, your wounds, it's, it's all going to come up. And, but that is the process of, of connecting to, okay, this happened. This is how I felt. Here's what I'm feeling. And, and it does give you that modality really for, release um to to be able to um address or or heal i mean i use the word integrate because Integra- that's a know. great word i like that yeah. i don't know it, it just is the word that it, it's what it feels like it feels like that you know, you you hear these phrases like "let it go," <laughs> <laughs> get over it. That happened a long time ago, and I'm I've always been like, that would be great, <laughs> right? Um. But but you've got to go. You know, I think with any situation in life, and and this is I'm sure a thought from collective consciousness. I'm not. This is not me. Um, speaking, many people have said this before, but in order to heal, you've got to go in and move through. Yeah. It's not about going around it. It's not about it. You really have to. It's got to come up. It's got to come up to be released. Well, well and, and also when I add in, um, I can picture some people listening like, oh, no, I'm not going to meditate because all my stuff's going to come up. But um the, the stuff that we've all been through, I'm just calling it clinically stuff right now, right? Um, the, the, all of the things in our backpack, right? And our, the emotions that have been embodied and the experiences, um, it's there. And bringing it up um, allows us to have or, or um, evolve to a place to have power and control to create the change that we need. 
but at what I've heard, and this used to be me too, um, uh, is that I'm scared for it to come up because I don't want it to take over. But just the opposite, really, in my experience is true, is that it's there. And when we're not um, aware of it or dealing with it, it's more in charge. But when we can actually bring it up and look at it, in the moment is where our power is. It's, it's where we can harness our heart that you're talking about and our smart brains and everything, all the tools that we have to actually hold it, do something about it so its power decreases. Is that accurate? Exactly. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And then what Marisol said about you know, connection, not only connection to yourself, but to others. And I think what it allows for is that stuff is, is released. You're able to tap into a more authentic place and, and truly project your unique um, identity into the world and into your relationships. And it, it's much more, authentic and congruent because when we're in our history we're not present and when we're in our anxiety in the future we're not really present either so it's learning to be here and meditation is one of the beautiful ways we can to to your point nancy i don't want to scare people off i mean i you know i knew that megan and i were going to geek out on this (laughs) (laughs) It, it took me and you know if you listen to season one my traumas are all out there for everyone to download so I don't have to repeat them but that you know I'm a I'm a specific case to myself um but in the beginning it was just about I it was there were many stages but I will say I've met people who have taken to it instantly who just you know within a couple days you know they they're able to sit breathe and and add it into their life easily my experience will be, you know, my experience, but I don't know anyone who has incorporated it into their life who doesn't sing its praises um, for just not staying calm, uh, <clears throat> not being as reactive. And, you know, it, it for me personally helps me make the best decisions possible versus making decisions out of a place of fear to Megan's first point. It just, um, if I, and I have to use the word if, <laughs> because I, I'm not as consistent as I would like. It is a daily practice, but, you know, depending on what's going on in my life, how easy I'm able to access that connection varies. Um, but I still want to suggest to the audience, start with five minutes, you know, just five minutes a day. It's a gift to yourself. Um that's all I wanted. I didn't mean to interrupt. So, Megan, um, do you have um, kind of a for for the listener and myself included who um, is excited about a meditation, might dabble in it? Uh, how would you suggest that we go about um, incorporating meditation um, more into our daily routine? What are some ideas you have? Sure. So um, I think, you know, just finding a time to carve out for yourself. So the time of day doesn't really matter. I I like to meditate 
uh, in the morning because it's a part of my yoga practice um, that that I do daily. And um, I feel like that puts me in the head and heart space that I need to be in to tackle my day. So I like to get up very early and have that time and space to myself um, where I can just tap in. And that may be for, for five minutes. It may be for an hour, depending on the day. Um, but, but really, I mean, just even just connecting to that breath. So if it's, you have your cup of coffee the first thing in the morning, like as you're holding your cup of coffee, just take a few deep breaths and it's just a great place to, to start. So, um, you know, some people enjoy meditating with music, others prefer the silence. So I think it's just kind of playing around with, with what works for you. On YouTube, there's a lot of uh, suggested meditations. If you wanted to try a guided meditation, Mm -hmm. I've heard, you know, people really, can enjoy those at the end of the day or when they're trying uh, to sleep. There's walking mm-hmm. meditations. Um, there's spiritual meditations that, you know, cause I think sometimes people think of it as, um, you know, they think that what we may understand as like monk style <laughs> meditation is the only way of meditation. No, that's just something that was made very famous by monks, but there's, there's, um, there's a lot of resources online mm-hmm. and is um is chanting considered a meditation it feels like a meditation when i've been in it, it can be a meditative practice um you know and in fact um and it doesn't have to be done out loud to be a meditative practice either so if you have a mantra um that you like to to say or something that you want to um, bring in to your life or um, something that, that you say that makes you feel calm. So even just, you know, repeating that in your head um, as you're sitting there can be a form of meditation. One of the um, uh, like biggest, like mind blowing moments I ever had was um, I realized I was raised in the Catholic faith. Um, and one of the things in the Catholic faith is, is you have to go to confession and then you have to do a certain amount of rosaries and you say a prayer with yes. a rosary. Yeah. And so I, that was happening during my for- formative years. Fast forward 40 years later when I'm with um, some mala beads repeating <laughs> phraseology, I was like, oh, oh my gosh, I've been meditating <laughs> It's, I was a this whole time. <laughs> so what I'm hearing for both of you is that um, it, meditation can be this formal um, experience that you structure and spend a lot of time at, but it also can be a very simple taking some moments to connect to ourselves by being aware of our breath um, or chanting a word or maybe finding something in the room to keep focusing on, is is that accurate? Or even an app, I know there's some really brief, um, go ahead, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, uh, 
I agree with all that. And there are some really um, great apps that you can download on your phone that you can even set the um, amount of time that you want to meditate. You can set whether you want it guided or not, if you want music or not. So there's, there's a lot of options out there. That's great. I, I believe that you are willing to guide us through a meditation. Is that correct? I am. If you would like to, to join me in that today, I'd be happy to. So just take, um, whatever is a comfortable seat for you. You can be in a chair, you can, um, sit, um, in uh, Lotus posture or crisscross applesauce on the floor. Um, you can lie down just whatever is comfortable for you. And then just take a moment to feel the ground beneath you. So whether if you're in a chair, feel how your feet are supported by the earth and the rest of your body supported by the chair. If you're seated on the ground, just feeling how the earth supports you. And then I would invite you to close your eyes and then allow the eyes to gently drop back into the sockets away from the lids. Begin to feel your face relax. Take a deep breath in through your nose and then slowly release that breath from your mouth with sound. Take a deep breath again in through the nose, releasing the breath from the mouth with sound. I would invite you to place your hands over your heart center. Take a deep breath in through the nose and out through the mouth. And draw your attention to how the air feels. Perhaps you notice that the air is cooler as you're taking it in. And feel that breath warm as it moves down the back of your throat and as it enters and expands your heart center. And how when we release that air back out, it's now been warmed. Notice what you hear around you. Perhaps the birds are chirping. This morning for, for us, it's the sound of the rain.
And then taking another deep breath in and releasing it, begin to feel the room slip away. Begin to feel the edges of your physical body soften. and melt. As you inhale, note that centeredness of the breath as you take it in. Note the calmness as you exhale. And as you inhale and exhale, let that breath carry you deeper and deeper within. Begin to shift your focus to the space in the middle of your forehead between your eyebrows. And focus your attention there. Continuing to breathe continuing to focus. As thoughts begin to pop up, perhaps your to-do list for the day or something that happened yesterday, begin to see those thoughts surrounded by a bubble. And as they pop up, See them surrounded as a bubble and just observe, just watch as that bubble floats away. Continuing to breathe, continuing to focus. Just watching. Maybe the bubbles come fast at first. And then perhaps you begin to notice that there's more space between the bubbles. Maybe your bubbles get bigger or smaller. Finding the space between those bubbles Continuing to breathe. Continuing to focus. Continuing to breathe. 
moving into the silence. And you can stay in the silence for as long as you like. Or if you're ready, begin to sense the world around you. Begin to notice your fingers and toes. Feel the floor or the chair beneath you bringing yourself slowly back into the room. Taking another big inhale through the nose, releasing everything out through the mouth. And another big inhale through the nose. Letting it all go with your exhale. And when you feel ready and complete, begin to slowly flutter open your eyes. Notice the room around you. The sounds and the smells. as we come back to our day. Wow. Thank you. Thank you. Mm. I thought I was centered and grounded and present with the two of you in our audience before we started the podcast, but I feel like I want to do the podcast all over again because my level of awareness of myself and right now I'm looking at you, Megan and Marisol, um, is, is very different, much, much deeper. So That was beautiful, Megan. Absolutely beautiful. Thank, Thank you. you. Can you do that with me every morning? Um, yes. Yes, I can. 
Well, I was going to say our audience could now listen to that um, and clip it out and make it part of their own routine. So it was um, it was very lovely. Again, for me, kind of creating new habits works well when I chunk them with other things. So I, I often will recommend maybe incorporating a few minutes of meditation before we start dinner or after we, when we end dinner, before we all clean up to what a gift I believe it would be to teach our children from a young age or really at any age, the gift, the benefits of, of meditating and helping them make it part of their routine. Do you have any other ideas for that? Um, how to help our children benefit from this earlier than it sounds like the three of us yeah, we, um, especially when um, the girls were young, um, we would do a meditation um, before bed. Mm-hmm. And so um, really kind of washing off the day and um, centering and calming down and just, you know, preparing for that healing sleep. So, um, and, and there are lots of great books out there that are, um, you know, meditation specifically um, for children um, and to be read with, with children that are, um, that are, that are great. Great. So um, Megan, is there anything else that you would like to share or speak to before we um, close our time, which I'm feeling my resistance. I don't want to close our time. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I think, you know, if, if meditation is something that, that interests you um, and that you want to try again, just even starting with a minute a day. And I I think it's remarkable in my, just even changes that I've seen in my own life of my ability to um, remain calm in certain situations that I know prior to my meditative practice, I would have been extremely reactive Um, but just seeing that with the practice grow to where I can remain calm and centered and be able to respond and communicate in a, in a way that I hope is, um, is more helpful and beneficial, uh, for those uh, around me. Um, it's just been remarkable and, and it, it can start in less than a minute. Um, so, you know, I think the breath, breath is life. And to be able to connect to our breath, just to have that awareness that we're breathing. I mean, that, that is meditation. That is a part of meditation. It's definitely the foundation of meditation. And, so even just taking those moments during the day um, to just take a deep breath, I think um, I've found has truly helped me um, in, in many situations every day. So even can I go so far as to say scheduling time to breathe? <laughs> to Absolutely. Yeah. So I did. In fact, when I when I um, when I first started really um, practicing meditation, I would um, block out time on my on my Outlook calendar 
Yeah. Um, so you get those notifications and the reminders and it's like, oh, okay, deep breath. Yeah. <laughs> Take 30 seconds. Um, that's, that's very uh, helpful. And, and, you know, it, it's amazing also what um, joy uh, meditation can bring up. So I know we talked a lot about like, our old stuff coming up. But at the same time, there's that opportunity to, as we're connecting to ourselves and learning to come from a place of of love, to connect to the joy of who and what we truly are. And so, you know, there are laughing meditations. Sometimes you'll find yourself in meditation, all of a sudden, you know, something strikes you that's very funny, and you'll just start laughing. Um, So it's also a great way to bring joy in with the peace. So Marisol, anything else you wanted to share about meditation? Questions for me? No, I, I, Megan, I'm just really grateful for you coming on and sharing. Thank you. I'm so grateful for you guys having me. Oh my God. Thank you. I um, am so excited to um, really dive deeper into meditation and be more consistent with my practice. So I feel very inspired by you and you too, Marisol. So thank you both. Thank you. And you can't do it wrong. So that's the other great thing. <laughs> there, there's no, um, there's no failing at it. Um, it's just coming back to it and continuing to practice, practice. And I, I would I I would just say start, just start and you know, Nancy and I talk a lot about having grace for yourself. It's a wonderful practice to learn how to have grace for yourself. And but I I'm so enthusiastic about it because I know how healing and how it's helped me stay calm. So I, I just encourage everyone to to incorporate into their life and be gentle with themselves and um, enjoy it because it, it ends up if you stick with it long enough. I feel you end up uh, craving that space and that um, meditation time, and you you know it's just it's it becomes yummy is the best way to describe it. Just like this yummy little space that you want to be in. Um, so I thank you, Megan, for coming. Thank you, Nancy, for you know giving us this platform to share the the wonderful Megan with. Thank you both. And listeners, please make sure to subscribe, rate, and review. We surely appreciate it. We are a nonprofit. If you'd like to learn more about us, go check us out on our website www.betheadult.org. Make sure to sign up for our newsletter. All our show notes will be on our monthly newsletter. And follow us on social media where we will be sharing more of our content. Thank you, guys.